Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, everybody. I am Lucia Matuonto, and welcome to the Relatable Voice podcast, a talk show where my guests and I talk about relatable everyday situations, books, and the environment we live in. Remember to subscribe and follow the podcast on social media so you can be notified when a new episode is available. Let's begin. Today, we are heading to Chattanooga, Tennessee to talk with Amanda Cox. Amanda is a talented therapist turned novelist who captivates readers with her heartfelt stories of hope, healing, and the search for belonging. Her latest book, He Should Have Told the Bees, is coming up in August. So welcome, Amanda. It's a pleasure to have you here today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to chat with you today. Thank you. Likewise. So, Amanda, I read that Chattanooga is known for its outdoor activities and natural attractions. So, can you tell us a little bit about this city? Oh, that's one of the things that I love the most about uh, Chattanooga. We are kind of um, we situated in these foothills, so there's mountains and valleys, and so that means there is a lot of wildlife. There's a lot of hiking. Um, the city itself is called the Scenic City. The Tennessee River kind of winds through it. And um, I it's called that for a reason. It's a very beautiful place. And so that's one thing that my family enjoys is getting out on the different trails and hikes and just enjoying the outdoors here. It sounds like it's very, like, say, peaceful. And there are a lot of things to do, like activities that you can do. Yes, it's definitely a place people come to, whether it's, there's people who do rock climbing. I'm not brave enough to do any rock climbing, but there are people who do rock climbing and all sorts of mountain biking. There, it's just, yeah, it's a fun place for activities. Mm -hmm. And before we delve into your latest book, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and what led you to become a beekeeper? I'm so curious about it. <laughs> So um, I've always for, lived in Tennessee, um, other than a short time in college in which my um, now husband, we were in New England, but we decided that it was too cold for us. So we returned back to Chattanooga, which is home for us. Um, so uh, when I'm not writing, I'm homeschooling my three children and they are always um, such, so fun and so encouraging. And they're always um keeping my creativity flowing for sure. Um, so that's what I do when I'm not writing. Um, and so before kids, as you mentioned before, I was a therapist and I worked with um, families, helping them find healthy coping skills and helping them through difficult life situations and things like that. 
Um, but then when uh, my second baby was due, uh, I made the decision that I wanted to stay home for a while. Um, and during that time is when I sort of rediscovered my passion for writing. I always was a lover of stories and would read anything that I could get my hands on. Um, and I even attempted to write a story when I was, I was in illustrate a story when I was around seven. Um, but it was one of those um, sort of a childhood dream that kind of put, got put aside. And then when my, you know, I had little babies at home, which was much different from my life as a therapist. And so writing kind of became this creative outlet and a way to kind of wind down after the rest of the house was sleeping. And so I sort of started a, as sort of an experiment just to see if I could do it, if I could write a whole book. Um, and I sort of fell, fell in love with it and realized that there was a storyteller that had been living inside of me all of this time. And I didn't really realize it until I started using it um, to develop stories and develop no novels. Um, so as far as the beekeeping goes, it was one of those things that I was always really fascinated with, but it was kind of like on the outside looking in, in and seeing people who, um, stories of people who kept bees. And I'm like, wow, that's so fascinating. The bees themselves are so fascinating. Being able to work with them and to collect honey and to take care of them was just really fascinating. And it was during 2020 when I was just home that I just kind of got into researching it. And I was like, I think I'm going to do this. I'm really, I'm going to like take the plunge and get the equipment and I'm going to try it and see what happens. Um, and so the following spring afterwards, I kind of jumped into beekeeping. And so it's always a learning experience with that. Yeah, I can imagine. I'm so curious about bees and how important they are for our our planet because i've been reading that if they are extinct we would have a pollination crisis basically is that correct yeah. amanda that's very true our pollinators are so important to what we do there's even farmers who will pay to have you know beekeepers keep bees on their fields to kind of assist with all of that um, there's so many things that machines can do uh, but that's one of them that that's a job for bees. <laughs> you have to take care of them. Yes, yes, <laughs> we need to. And what kind of protection do beekeepers wear? There is a wide range of what beekeepers, I, I see some beekeepers who wear no protective gear at all. I will tell you, I am not that brave <laughs> at all. Um, I have, I've got the gloves on, I've got the veil and the hat and the jacket and some thick pants and some boots on, like I'm covered from head to toe because I am a little bit, um, I respect the bees. <laughs> one little bee on its own is one thing, but it is incredible when you open up that hive and you can just hear the sound that they make and the air they can stir with their wings. It's, it's pretty, um. I'm I've got all my all my suits on. <laughs> I'm all suited up. Yeah, I'm I'm asking you this because I read that bees are not naturally aggressive and they will only sting in self-defense or to protect their colony. But one day I was playing tennis and a bee unexpectedly stung me causing my arm to swell up and inflict considerable pain mm, and yeah. I don't know I was perplexed as to why it chose to stink me I was not doing anything yeah that is pretty a, a pretty 
very rare occurrence because, you know, even when I open up the hives, they will all be lined up at the top of the frame looking at me, wondering what I am doing in their hive, but they are, they usually stay pretty calm. Um, so yeah, I would say that it would be a pretty rare occurrence for them to sting unless they feel like they got squished or something like that. Um, Cause if they feel like they're getting squished, they might, they might sting or something like that. And then there's a lot of uh, insects that look like bees, but aren't honeybees. And so things like wasps will sting and just, I don't know, I kind of joke that they sting just for the sport of it. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> honeybees generally don't, but I, you know, you can't say never, they do have stingers. <laughs> okay. Round two, name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That's true. <laughs> and Amanda, can you share with us a little bit about your upcoming book? which I love the cover, by the way. He should have told the beast, please. Oh, thank you. I love that cover too. It just so well represents the story inside. And I was just so excited to see what uh, my publishing company put together for it. Um, but because I love bees, I was really excited to write a story that incorporated bees and let them play a little bit of a starring role um, in the story. And so it's the story of a beekeeper named Beckett Walsh, who has spent uh, a pretty isolated life on her farm working alongside her father. Uh, but it's a life that she loves. But this life gets pretty well interrupted when he passes away unexpectedly. And she finds out that in his trust, he has named someone that she does not know. Um, and this new part owner in this farm that has been her safe haven from the world is interested in selling the property because they're co-tenants. They have to decide whether they're going to keep it together or they're going to sell it. Um, her counterpart, Callie, she has had a very unstable life. She has spent a lot of time um, kind of taking on a caregiver role with her mother, even as a child, um, because her mother um, suffers from alcoholism. And so she, Kelly has spent her entire life trying to build a life and trying to build stability that she didn't have as a child. But every single time she seems to be getting close, something happens. Um, this time it's her mother re-entering her life, asking for help getting into rehab. So she has a lot of hope that her mother could have healing, but it's putting her in kind of some dire financial straits to try to help her mother and keep her own business going. So when she's named in this trust, she sees that this could possibly be her way to find that stability that she's always wanted, but she's not sure that she has the right to claim um, an inheritance from a stranger she's never met. So these two women's lives, they're thrown together and they are trying to figure out why their lives have collided in this way. So the genre, is it uh, more kind of suspense? Um, I would probably classify along the line as women's fiction or book club fiction. Okay. So it's a family story. It's a it's a story about family dynamics and um, these women kind of finding themselves a little bit. So there's a little bit of mystery that's in there, but I wouldn't consider it a suspenseful book. But there's this kind of mystery where they're trying to figure out 
why their lives have been thrown together and what it really, what the two of them really want out of their lives. They think they know at the beginning of the story, but as things develop, they start to learn a little more about each other and themselves and find out that maybe there's something different that they want out of life than what they thought. Mm-hmm. And Amanda, I bet this character, Beckett Walsh, was inspired by a real person. Um, She's pretty much, she's, kind of just a created character for the most part there's not any direct inspiration um she has a little sidekick that makes her an appearance uh on the scene who is a little bit inspired by my daughter um so she gets she ends up with a um little apprentice in her beekeeping yard that she never anticipated um so um who is kind of very creative and very mischievous um, and so I told my daughter that she was a little bit inspired by this little sidekick character. And what aspects of beekeeping did you incorporate into her character? So um, beekeeping is plays an integral role in the story because Becca is a beekeeper um, and it's part of her livelihood. And so it takes readers kind of a journey inside the beehive. Bees have a very complex um, social dynamic that happens inside the hive. And so I had a lot of fun taking some of those pictures of bees and kind of applying it to life, to real life with us, um, how we interplay, how we interact. And so there are different themes of bees that are how bees function, how their society functions. And I use that to as sort of a word picture for um the things that Callie and Beckett are kind of navigating themselves. I believe they are going to have some arguments for sure. There is a lot of uncertainty and a lot of confusion. And um, particularly with Beckett, she loved her father and adored him and put him sort of on a pedestal. And so now that he has suddenly passed away, he's always kind of been this protector role for her. And now that he is gone, she's suddenly feeling incredibly vulnerable. So she has a lot to navigate because she has the grief of losing her father. But then at the same time, she's got these complicated emotions where, you know, there's some anger and some confusion that's there, too. Um, And then this stranger kind of shows up and they're trying to navigate around each other and be understanding with one another. But there's obviously some tension that comes up. Mm -hmm. Your previous books have explored themes of hope, healing, and belonging. So how do these themes manifest in He Should Have Told the Bees? So in this one, um, as far as hope and healing, they're, the, both of these women are kind of like at this place. And when we have hope, sometimes we we hope for the good things, but learning how to hope in a situation that might not turn out the way there's no guarantee that it's going to turn out the way that we want it and to navigate um, maintaining hope, even in situations that are difficult. So for Callie, she has hope that her mom really is going to get healing this time, but she also has the past experiences to know that it really might not work out and learning how to maintain hope in what might not be a hopeful situation is something that the characters really wrestle with. Um, As far as healing, both of these women have gone through some traumatic experiences as children that have really shaped and impacted them. Um, But both of them are on a journey to kind of find wholeness in the middle of all of that. Um, And so those play a really big role. 
And then as far as belonging, the farm has always been Beckett's place of belonging. And with her father has been her place of belonging. And that's been interrupted. Callie herself has never had a place of belonging. So mm-hmm. together, the two women, that kind of plays into the, their, their dynamic with each other in some surprising ways. I'm sure you used your professional counseling experience to portray these complex relationships in your book. Yeah, and, and that's one thing that, you know, I never really expected to use my experiences in counseling to write books. You know, that's not the journey that I thought that um, I would be taking, um, but it definitely is something that, that my passion for working with people through um, complex family situations definitely comes into the stories um, and, you know, some of those experiences of walking through those complicated situations with people. Um, gets to play out on the page, obviously not anyone's real stories, but the emotions that people experience of having someone who struggle as, with addiction in their life and how to love that person. Um, the different emotions that come into those situations is something that comes into the books and the steps that it takes to come to a place of healing is something that plays into my stories a lot. Mm-hmm. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And as an author, Amanda, what do you hope readers will take away from your stories in terms of their own journeys of hope and finding a place to belong? One of my favorite things about writing fiction is stories have a really unique way of helping the reader feel seen um, in their circumstance. Even if they're reading about characters who aren't exactly like them, There are things that all of us as human beings just walking around the earth experience, emotions we experience, trials we experience. Um, And so I hope that readers, when they encounter my stories, I hope that they feel seen, um, that they don't feel like they're the only one going through some of the struggles that they face. And that they are encouraged that, you know, if these characters in their complex situation can find better ways forward, who can like look at the past and find ways forward, then they also, they can do it too, um, that they would be encouraged. I hope that they're entertained. I hope they love the stories. But in the end, I really do hope that they are encouraged in their own personal journey, that there is hope for them too in their complicated situations. I'm sure your book is is very educative as well. I hope so. Yes, I hope so. And would you like to leave a message for our listeners today? I just want to say thank you for tuning in and hearing a little bit about my beekeeping endeavors and the story. Um, I hope that you all are encouraged that, you know, whatever it is that you are facing in life, there is hope. And sometimes it just takes a little bit of a fresh perspective to find it because sometimes it may not seem like it's there. Thank you. I would like to leave a message for our listeners. Thank you for tuning in and listening to us. Don't forget to grab your free magazine where you find Amanda's article, picture, 
her socials, and her book cover, which I said, it's just beautiful. And Amanda, thank you. It was a pleasure speaking with you today. You are so sweet. I'm sure your book is really great. Thank you. Thank you again for having me. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when the next one is posted. Please rate this podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you for listening. And remember, relationships don't exist. Relating does. Until next time. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.